Welcome to Making Connections, a WMMT series on diversifying our future. In Kentucky, as in much of the nation, healthcare is a political hot topic. In 2013, then-Governor Steve Bashir established Connect, a statewide health insurance marketplace, and expanded Medicaid to include all people below certain poverty levels. In 2015, Matt Bevan was elected governor, and a major part of his campaign centered on a pledge to end participation in Obamacare Medicaid expansion and to dismantle Connect. WMMT reporter Mimi Pickering takes a look at something that's often lost in political wrangling, the question of what these policies and programs mean to us on the local level. Before we delve into the impact of health care reform, here's a quick refresher. In March 2010, President Obama signed the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act into law. The ACA, or Obamacare as some call it, has provisions to expand health care coverage, control costs, and improve the health care delivery system. The law emphasizes prevention first and mandates that every American have some type of health insurance. In order to increase the number of people with health care coverage, Kentucky Governor Steve Bashir expanded Medicaid to include all people below certain income levels, and he established Connect, a statewide, one-stop health insurance marketplace where Kentuckians could enroll in private health care plans or Medicaid. Mountain Comprehensive Health Corporation, with headquarters in Whitesburg and clinics throughout eastern Kentucky, early on realized that the ACA and Kentucky's Medicaid expansion had great potential to benefit residents and health care providers in this region. I sat down with Teresa Fleming, Chief Financial Officer, and Zach Sturgill, who coordinates MCHC's connectors. The ACA was first announced, as you know, we were in... um, the time when the coal mining was just leaving, gone. So we already knew we had a lot of unemployed people. And and the biggest thing with ACA and and what Kentucky did, you know, Kentucky expanded Medicaid. And so that was the key. So we were proactive. We not only contacted those patients and said, hey, we may have a way to get you some care that, that you can afford. But we also trained 27 people here in the system to not only sign them up, but to at least be aware of who, who may be eligible for assistance. A big misconception is it's not just the people who are unemployed. Even there were working people who did not have coverage. That was one of the biggest openers for me personally is people that I see every day in town didn't have insurance. And, you know, it's just something you assume. Especially in eastern Kentucky, it hit us pretty hard. It's like Teresa said with the coal mines and everybody being laid off. Um, this helps them have some type of insurance. Most of them do qualify for Medicaid. If you're just on unemployment, I mean, unemployment's not a lot. If you have a family of four or five, they can definitely all qualify for Medicaid until they start working again, find another job. That way they don't have to stress about having health care coverage. I actually um, had a laid-off coal miner who came in here who said, I need to find some kind of help for my, for my family with insurance. He had a child that was a diabetic, and so you know the cost of that. So that was one of those real eye-openers for me, too. It's like, oh, wow, here somebody is, you know, understanding that this is a benefit. And if not, he would have probably had to move off at that time or, or his child may would have had it without care. I don't know that. But that was truly one of those instances for me that stood out in this, in this system is um, a way that we were able to help people. MCHC staff enrolled new and existing patients using the State Exchange Connect, which has been recognized as a national model for its simplicity and efficiency. One of the most successful parts of Connect is the use of connectors, 
a network of community-based partners who at no charge help people find out what coverage they are eligible for and get them signed up. And as you've heard across the, across the world, I mean, Kentucky is a leading in our own marketplaces, uh, which is kind of devastating on how now they want to take it away. But that's, that's, another, <laughs> that's another topic. But And I think it's cool how they did the connectors, too. I mean, you're getting people from these counties. You're getting people that's already in the community, and that's what these people trust. They don't want to go online or, or call some hotline. They're actually going to somebody that's in their community that they can talk to that, that's, that's, that knows their situation and knows what's going on. We trained 27 connectors. Um, we had receptionists. We had, I mean, Teresa even trained as a connector, and she's her CFO. Uh, we, we had connectors all over the clinic, so each time a patient come in, they was getting screened for that eligibility. And on the back end, our billers were trained, so if something happens exactly. and the patient got through the system for whatever reason, then when they got a bill, the, sell, the billers were able to say, hey, let's see if you can be eligible. And one really good positive thing with Connect is it was, um, you were able to sign people up over the phone. Yeah. So that truly helped a lot of people. As of October 2015, 426,000 additional Kentuckians were receiving health care coverage due to the state decision to expand Medicaid. That includes an additional 3,966 Letcher County residents. At MCHC, they found that cost had been the biggest barrier preventing people from getting the care they needed and ultimately driving up health care costs for everyone. They were so bad off that it cost, ended up costing them more money, and, and their health had definitely deteriorated versus maybe it was something that could have been caught on the forefront, cancers specifically. Um, so that is one of the biggest pluses to the ACA was that patients now had a way to get the care that they could afford. Yeah, and you know how expensive health care is nowadays. People who didn't have insurance, they just wouldn't come in. I mean, they're sick. They just dealt with it. They, they found a way to get by it. I mean, and now... With ACA and Affordable Care Act, they're able to have insurance and actually go to the doctor and get these preventative visits and treat it as it happens, whether instead of waiting until, hey, I gotta go to emergency room, I can't take it any longer. So it's been a big help. In the struggling East Kentucky economy, increased healthcare dollars are making a huge impact. According to a study by the Kentucky Health and Family Services Cabinet, the newly covered Medicaid recipients were responsible for bringing in an additional $22.8 million in health care spending in Letcher County alone over a 20-month period. In the 10 hardest-hit coal mining counties, that figure is over $257 million. And across Kentucky, Medicaid expansion has brought in $2.9 billion. MCHC's mission is to serve all people, regardless of ability to pay. However, increasing the number of patients with reimbursable health care coverage is bringing in more revenue, which MCHC is using to increase quality, undertake innovative community health programs, and create jobs. We have started a whole new quality team. We call it the Quality Care Services Group, and that team does nothing but focus on getting the patients in for the care that they need. If they're a diabetic, to make sure that they're under control. If um, they've not had their cervical cancer screenings, their breast cancer screenings, their colorectal screenings, we work on contacting those patients. We work on making sure the alert is in so when the patient comes in, the doctor sees it, the nurses see it, the front desk sees it. Hey, this patient needs this care. I actually had a patient complain to me, hey, did you know I was asked four times if I'd had my colon cancer uh, or my colonoscopy? Can you believe that? And I said, well, that's great because that means the staff is doing what they need to do. 
they need to make sure that you're getting the care that you need before something bad happens. So that's truly what we see here is a culture shift, not only in just the patients that we're trying to affect, but also the staff as well. It's not reactive medicine anymore. We're, we're trying to practice more proactive medicine. And the ACA has allowed that to happen by helping the patients have that coverage to come in for those type services. No one wants to be at the bottom. And Kentucky is definitely at the bottom when it comes to health outcomes. So, you know, the health of the community affects us all. It drives your insurance rates up. It drives up the, just, you know, the services in the area. I mean, anything that we can do to better our community, I think we all should try to do. And that's one thing Mountain Compass tried to do is give, you know, we've talked about the quality services program, but we've able, uh, been able also to do other programs like the pharmacy program with an F. You know, I'm, I'm not saying we would have been able to do that before. I don't know that. But that gave us a, a definitely a um, vehicle to think about those type of community programs. And another way you see it impact the community is you're seeing increases in jobs in the healthcare field just because the influx of money that True. we're actually getting in now. I mean, and that opens up another door. We're losing jobs every day to the coal mines. We're also opening new doors in the healthcare field. MCHC CEO Mike Cottle joined our conversation and added his perspective on the profound changes the Affordable Care Act is having on our health and health care system. The key here is prevention, and it is uh, in a way that's never had this much focus on it before. You've always heard about preventive medicine, but uh, it's never really been mainstream. Uh, yeah, it's a nice thing to say, but what exactly was preventive medicine? Now that's got a face on it. Uh, it's it's uh, being developed much more. It's having a bigger role, and we're seeing results in it. If you come in for your annuals, if you do your screenings, if you uh, are compliant on, on your care plan according to what problems you have, then it is making a higher better quality of life. One of the things is is that the payors, whether it's Medicaid, Medicare, uh, whether it's uh, managed care organizations or private insurance, they're buying into that and they are putting their money where their mouth is. They're coming up with incentive programs uh, and, and it's just an upward spiral at this time. The, the more they buy into it and finance it, the more that we're able to do, the more we're able to do, the better results that we can get. The better results we get means that, that our patients are uh, having a, a fuller, healthier life than they were before. Cottle also noted that MCHC has added 50 jobs and expects to double that number. However, he cautioned that this upward trajectory could also go down. Indeed, New Kentucky Governor Matt Bevan has instituted changes that could have serious consequences. Following on his campaign promise, he is dismantling Connect, which will leave the state's Medicaid recipients to navigate the as-yet-untested Benefine system. Earlier this year, I spoke with Jason Bailey, director of the Kentucky Center for Economic Policy, and Emily Beauregard with Kentucky Voices for Health about the impact of these moves. You know, if a governor built a, a $300 million bridge that worked really well, the next governor wouldn't come in and dynamite it. But that's really what we're talking about here in shutting down Connect. There's a lot that we lose if we lose Connect. Um, dismantling Connect is a lot more complicated than just moving people to another website. What is most concerning to me and what I think a lot of people don't understand is that there are, are 1.3 million people who are eligible 
and enrolled in Medicaid coverage here in Kentucky because unfortunately we do have a lot of low-income folks in the state and those individuals would continue to be enrolled in coverage through Kentucky. We won't shift that responsibility to the federal government. That will remain our responsibility, but we'll have less of the infrastructure, less of the resources, less of the capacity to do it. I don't see the cost savings there either. Uh, we give up federal funding. We give up our um, autonomy as a state to um, regulate these health plans and to um, work together with the health plans to make sure that we have the best plans for Kentuckians. And we also lose jobs. Jobs have been created through Connect. And it's not clear whether those jobs will be shifted to another part of the state government in order to continue enrolling Kentuckians in Medicaid. And that's my biggest question. Are we going to have the capacity, the staff, the infrastructure to continue enrolling people so that they don't lose coverage. Teresa Fleming is especially concerned about Medicaid changes that could make it more difficult for East Kentuckians to receive coverage. I'm more concerned about the expansion of Medicaid versus just Connect. Connect's a vehicle to get you to there. Regardless if it's Connect or the new Benefine program, Yeah, yeah. you know, we will help our patients. Um, I just hope that Medicaid stays expanded. Jason Bailey, who is a widely acknowledged expert on Kentucky's budget and revenue sources, sees the Medicaid expansion as a win-win for the people of the state. Well, the Medicaid expansion is, you know, one of the most important things we've done in decades, I think, in terms of investing in improving our really poor health indicators um, and, you know, having something that actually pays for itself. I mean, we were spending a lot of money on the uninsured, on, um, you know, on, on public health and mental health that's actually covered now through Medicaid where the federal government is picking up uh, almost all the costs. Um, so uh, not to mention there's billions of federal dollars coming into our communities that results in new, in new jobs for, in the healthcare industry for nurses and other people in the healthcare sector. So, you know, it's, it's actually a really good deal for us to do the Medicaid expansion. Yes, we have to identify a portion of the uh, of the match uh, over time to, p to pay for our portion of it, but, but that is more than made up for um, certainly the economic benefits, but also the long-term health benefits to the state. The savings are, are about $260 million in this next two-year budget, and that's, about, that's more than about $250 we'll have to put in. So, yeah, we're saving money just in the budget itself, and that doesn't even count the new tax revenue generated by the new jobs in the healthcare sector. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great deal, um, and it's something we shouldn't move back on, and that's what is concerning about what some of the governor has said. He's talking about a model that would require people to um, more, more, create more barriers uh, to people actually getting Medicaid, using coverage when they have it, and that's going to mean poor health and people right back in the emergency room again, which is what we don't want. Emily Beauregard and the members of Kentucky Voices for Health want to go beyond a discussion of who gets coverage to instead use the Affordable Care Act and Medicaid expansion to truly improve the health of all Kentuckians. With Medicaid expansion, we have done a fantastic job of getting people covered. So I think that what I would really like to see is that we move the debate from whether or not people deserve coverage 
to how we provide that coverage and how we help to pe get people healthier in Kentucky. We actually just saw there was a survey uh, out in December from Kaiser Family Foundation showing that 72% of Kentuckians want to keep expanded Medicaid as it is currently without changes, without people losing coverage. So I think that that it really is significant and it shows that we have accepted that coverage is important for Kentucky. We understand it's a collective benefit to our state, but now we need to shift our focus to how we help people get healthy. And if we do go ahead with a waiver process that Governor Bevan has uh, indicated he wants to do, I think we need to use that as an opportunity to find ways to transform the healthcare system to really focus on how we help people get healthy. This is Mimi Pickering reporting for WMMT. Making Connections is brought to you by WMMT Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org.